You're listening to the Funeral Fact Podcast, taking the mystery out of funeral customs and traditions. And now, here's your host, Jeff Casper. Welcome to the Funeral Fact Podcast. We're here to help you demystify funeral traditions and customs. It's strictly information from the best sources that we've been able to identify across the globe. The Funeral Fact Podcast is available for free to subscribers in the Apple Podcast app, as well as the Google Play Store. And of course, new episodes are released weekly. You can find out about today's episode, as well as our other episodes and upcoming episodes, at our website at www.funeralfact.com. And of course, if you have a suggestion or a question for our guests, visit us at funeralfact.com and you can ask a question right on the site there. And also, if you're an expert in a particular industry, we'd like you to please contact us and we'll consider you to appear on an upcoming show. Today, joining us again by popular demand is Gary Moore, who's a licensed funeral director with the state of California, FDR-965. He's the owner of Moore's Mission Funeral Home, FD-873, in Concord, California, USA. Based on our last interview with Mr. Moore, uh, we got a lot of questions about certain elements uh, that are available once you visit your funeral director. And so we thought we would do um, a little more of an expanded version on each of those elements. Today, we're going to be talking about cremation. Um, first of all, Gary, can you tell us a little bit uh, about the, you know, the cremation process? And is it gaining popularity or has it always been popular? Cremation is very popular today. It represents uh, about 60% of my business. I would say out of 100 families that uh, lose someone, 60 of those families will choose cremation as a form of disposition. Um, In the 40-some years that I've been practicing, um, it has gained tremendous popularity. I'm not quite sure why it's become more popular. Uh, A lot of people have different ideas on why that is. Um, I've heard many reasons, but there's no one specific reason. Uh, I find that uh, many of of our traditional religions in this area, uh, Catholic, Mormon, uh, Baptist, Protestant religions, uh, Christian religions, uh, are more acceptable to cremation, where traditionally they buried most of their deceased, but today more and more are being cremated. Um, the nice thing about cremation is it affords a family a lot of different opportunities on uh, choices of what they can do with the ashes. Some of those options be. Well, we have a lot of people here in in the area that I live in that are from all over the world. Um, As uh, families move here from different countries, uh, they bring with them their cultures and their beliefs, uh, their practices. But uh, the nice thing about cremation is many of them are not going to be here permanently. 
So this affords them the ability to, uh, when they've had a loss, to have the body cremated. Uh, they may want to retain the ashes in their residence and then take them with them to their home country when they retire or uh, move back to the country of origin. Um, that's not uncommon. I would say out of um, most of the cremations we do, the ashes do return to the residence with the uh, surviving spouse. Um, there's some other options that are available for families too that choose cremation. If they do choose to place them in a local cemetery, uh, cemeteries offer ground burial for ashes. They have columbariums, which is an area within the cemetery. It can be a building. Uh, it could be an outside structure that has uh, little cubicles called niches where an urn can be placed. And that's a place where the family can go and visit, um, you know, on certain occasions uh, and reflect and remember their loved one. Now, you had, had mentioned the container where you would put your loved one's cremains. Um, are those standard, if you will, or can you have a, a choice based on maybe what your loved one liked or uh, memories that you may have? Containers for ashes are normally referred to as urns. Urns okay. can be made of all kinds of different materials, all different shapes, different, uh, there's glass urns, there's uh, porcelain urns, there are metal urns, there's wooden urns, there's jewelry that are made to contain ashes. Uh, obviously, they hold a very small portion, but there's, um, there's, there are fountains that are being made now, formed out of glass uh, lamps, and they will take particles or part of your loved one's ashes, mix them in the product itself as they're designing and manufacturing this. Uh, it's something you can place in your home. Uh, jewelry that's made out of uh, gold, sterling silver, brass, uh, if, if wood, um, just if you can think of it, it's being developed. It's amazing. Now, um, with the cremation process, and, and um, do you not get to have a, a service or a funeral, uh, you know, if you choose that option, or is that still available to folks? No, no, that's available. Uh, cremation is no different than burial. Burial takes place after uh, if you've had ceremonies, it's it's the final disposition, and cremation is the same. Uh, some families will choose to have a funeral service with the body present for the service, or they'll have a visitation where uh, family and friends can gather at the funeral home, uh, view the loved one for the last time, and then uh, have the cremation process take place. Uh, some families will have us cremate the remains prior to the ceremony and have the ashes present for the ceremony. Uh, we used to refer to these type of services where the body is not present, but possibly the ashes are as a memorial service. Funeral service means the body is present. Um, we have had families that uh, will have a viewing of the body, public viewing, and then uh, cremation, and they'll actually 
process to the crematory and witness the casket being placed in the machine and then um, the process will take place. It's no different than watching, going to the cemetery and witnessing the casket being lowered into the ground for burial. So it's kind of a, a finality. And with the, you, you had mentioned um, you can also take the ashes with you uh, to either another country or if you move, you know, and, and, and uh, have them that way. Um, I was curious, though, are there, are there restrictions? Uh, you know, I've, I've heard of rumors of, of jockeys being uh, uh, their ashes scattered at, at racetracks where they were particularly successful at. Uh, can the ashes be scattered as well? Well, anytime ashes are scattered on private property, uh, you are required to ask for permission. And if you gain permission from the property owner, there's no problem. Uh, many times families will have an area where they used to camp or picnic or uh, spend time. Well, here in our area where we live, we have a state park and it's a mountain. It's Mount Diablo State Park. Uh, a lot of the people that live here in the valley underneath this mountain will request that their ashes be scattered over the mountain. And we do have an aerial scattering service. We have a local pilot and he will take the ashes uh, and scatter them over the state park. We do have to gain permission and permits from the park rangers prior to that scattering taking place. But it's just a simple process, a permitting process. Um, Many families will choose to have the ashes scattered in the Pacific Ocean, and a very popular spot is out past the Golden Gate Bridge uh, in San Francisco. We do a lot of scattering out there, and the easiest way to do it is by air, uh, but there are families that will like to hire a charter a boat, hire a captain to take out a group of people. They'll have a service kind of a memorial service on the boat and then scatter the ashes. So there's a lot of uh, options available when you do choose cremation. And these options obviously wouldn't be available if you if you chose a traditional burial uh, by virtue of the fact that you're you're pretty much locked into a process. Um, now with the, the cremation, is there anything that uh, a family member or that the particularly the funeral director needs to know uh, if their loved one's going to be cremated beforehand, uh, medical conditions or things of that nature? The um, biggest concern that we have and the crematory operator has is whether or not the deceased has a pacemaker. And if they do have a pacemaker, uh, we are required to remove that prior to the cremation process taking place. And that's because pacemakers, the batteries uh, contain uh, some, they're very, very powerful and uh, they will explode under the extreme heat of the crematory. Uh, and it's like a small stick of dynamite going off and it can blow the machinery all to pieces and possibly injure anyone that's within the crematory. Uh, so it's very, very, dangerous to cremate a body that contains a pacemaker it has to be removed let's talk a little bit about the uh, the cremation process itself um, you know uh, 
can you kind of walk me through how that that goes? Um, uh, you know, versus obviously the the burial, you you see it happen, but most of us have never seen a cremation occur. Uh, can you walk us through how that goes? Well, a crematory is a very large oven. Uh, it's a it's a metal oven. Um, it is lined with brick, and generally, uh, the fire is generally supplied by natural gas. Um, this is a very large machine uh, that will hold a casket. Uh, they're uh, designed to to hold a single casket uh, in size, the actual chamber where the cremation takes place. Um, once the casket is placed in the machine and the door is sealed then the machine is raised to a temperature of about 2,000 degrees and it's maintained that at that temperature for about two to three hours and it really depends on uh, the size of the individual uh, their their height uh, and it's funny people people think that if someone is very overweight so to speak if a person is uh, maybe 5'10 in height but weighs 400 pounds, uh, that it would take longer to cremate them, and that's not true. Um, a person that is 5 feet 8 in height and weighs 150 pounds could possibly take longer to cremate than someone that is heavier, and that's because the, uh, the body fat will assist in the cremation process. So someone is very thin it takes a little longer to cremate them than it does someone that's very very fat so to speak there's there's a benefit in eating those twinkies uh, <laughs> i knew there had to be one 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 place or another um now uh i presume that that uh um the funeral director uh will guide you through in um uh, choosing a casket, I, I mentioned, or you mentioned that uh, you you it, it's set up to be the size of a casket inside the uh, uh, crematorium. Uh, so you have to buy a casket. Uh, you wouldn't obviously want to buy a metal casket because that wouldn't burn. Is that correct? Well, you're not required to buy a casket. The machine is designed to where it can hold a casket, but uh, many of the uh, people that we cremate today are placed in a cardboard box that's simply the size of a casket. We need to contain the body in a, a container so that we can insert the container into the machine uh, so that the process can take place. Uh, a cardboard box is suitable and that's something that's readily available here at the funeral home. Uh, families that are not choosing to have any uh, ceremonies with the body present. There's no reason to buy a casket. The cardboard box is very suitable for transportation of the body to the crematory, and the body is cremated in it. Uh, if you were having a ceremony prior, uh, you can rent a casket. We have rental caskets, and these are regular caskets that have been um, modified to contain a cardboard box within them and all of the interior the upholstery is attached to the cardboard box inside the actual casket 
after the ceremonies are concluded, we would simply uh, remove the container or the cardboard container with the body and the upholstery that's removed from the rental casket and that is what is transported to the crematory and cremated rather than the shell itself. The shell would then be reused, uh, you know, a new insert would be put in and then reused for another service. And we can utilize a rental casket several times before it has to be destroyed. And the only time we really destroy them is if they become scratched or damaged or tattered looking, then we just dispose of it. Okay, no, that, that makes sense. And, and uh, um, I can certainly understand why you wouldn't have the same uh, rental casket, if you will, for, for uh, years on end. Um, now, with the cremation process, um, if if someone is has it's their wish to be cremated, um, can they set everything up uh, beforehand uh, with the funeral home? Uh, you know, come in and chat with you and say, "I want to be cremated," to help assist their loved ones uh, so that they're not wondering what what should we do. Yes, these decisions can all be arranged ahead of time. Uh, and many times it's not uncommon for families, uh, for a married couple, uh, to sit down with me and we'll ha be having this discussion on what their wishes and thoughts are for themselves and to discover at that time that one spouse prefers to be cremated and the other maybe opposes it and just can't even fathom the thought of being burned, uh, or, you know, they have this fear of fire, which... I, it's totally understandable, but it's just like there are people that can't fathom the idea of being buried in the ground. So it's uh, it's an interesting discussion, uh, but it's uh, very helpful for the families when they do have this discussion. And sometimes with a third party present, it's a little easier. Um, and then um, the necessary forms giving permission for this uh, can all be signed ahead of time. That certainly would ease the burden of those folks who are are left behind, as opposed to wondering or, you know, uh, uh, trying to make that decision on them uh, themselves. Uh, we are up against a break, and so we will be right back in about uh, uh, it says here in about uh, three minutes. So uh, we'll resume our conversation then. Station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm gonna let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. We are this close. We're this close. We are this close. Of our mountain to making history. This close to changing the world. We are this close. This close. This close to making sure no child suffers a crippling disease ever again. This close. We are this close to ending polio. To ending polio. 
All we need is you. Is you. This close. If we donate now, we may lose this chance forever. Help Rotary make history at endpolionow.org. Life in the military is one of service and sacrifice. For some, that sacrifice includes physical and mental injuries or trauma that will affect their lives forever. Please join with the American Legion in recognizing and supporting our wounded warriors and their families. We need to show them that we truly are a grateful nation. We cannot allow them to be forgotten and left to fend for themselves. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. Imagine if I told you that an earthquake was going to hit tomorrow right where you live. That it would be 6.5 in magnitude with aftershocks occurring twice 25 minutes apart. You'd no doubt talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true, I can't tell you an earthquake will happen tomorrow. But what if it does? Shouldn't you have a plan? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait, communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. And we're back here with uh, Gary Moore, the owner of Moore's Mission Funeral Home in Concord, California. And today we're talking about uh, cremation and what's involved in that process. Um, now, when we had had uh, just before the break, uh, Gary was talking about the fact that some couples choose uh, maybe one person wishes to be cremated and the, the other one doesn't. Um, and that that's not unusual, nor is it is is it a problem? Um, and Gary, you had mentioned something um, in there as well. It, it helps to have uh, someone else there, uh, such as a member of the family, a, a child or, or a close friend, um, uh, to make sure that um, everyone's wishes are carried out. Um, and, and I was curious about the fact when you have multiple siblings uh, in a family, um, is there an easy way to communicate what someone's wishes were to them versus, uh, you know, oftentimes uh, I'm an only child, so I can't say by experience, but I've heard from my friends that indeed, if you have other uh, siblings involved, there can be some disagreement at times. What's the best way to avoid that? Well, the best way to avoid it is for the uh, for us uh, while we are alive to make these decisions for ourselves and put it in writing. Um, because uh, I know when decisions like that have been challenged and have had to go into a court system for a, a declaration, uh, the the decedent's wishes, if they are put in writing prior. Um, they are always honored, where if someone does not do that, they die, and there are several children, and there's uh, upheaval amongst the children, it can become very, uh, very difficult. Um, I know cremation is an irreversible decision, where if someone is buried, and then later uh, there was a change in mind you know the body could be exhumed and then cremated but you can't do it the other way oh it is a, a permanent decision 
Um, but on the other hand, uh, based on, on what we've talked about, I'm certain for some people, it's the right decision um, uh, for a number of factors. Uh, just to recap, uh, you had mentioned um, the ability to transport a loved one earlier. Um, and I, I think that's important because particularly if you're talking about a, a married couple as an example, um, and we don't necessarily know where we're going to retire or you know, where we're going to be um, year after year. Uh, and it's a, probably a little bit more difficult, I'm guessing, to, to move uh, your husband or wife to uh, another state uh, not to mention expensive um, uh, versus being able to take their uh, remains with you uh, in an urn um, and uh, relocate them there at the new uh, wherever you end up uh, living. Um, is there anything else, any other advice that you would give to folks that are pondering perhaps, uh, you know, gee, I don't know which option is right for me? Well, I don't know that I could give you more advice on it, but it, because it is such a personal decision. But I, I would like to cite just two examples. Uh, I had, and this was very odd that it happened this way, but within a 30-day window, I had two different families that I had helped with deaths many years ago. The first family came to me, and they were from uh, another country. They relocated here during a war. Um, they husband had died over 25 years ago, and we had a service, a complete funeral service with the body, and buried him in a local cemetery here in our area. Uh, his wife later decided to return to her country of origin and she wanted to take her husband's uh, remains with her and we were able to disinter his body and cremate uh, the casket it was still intact uh, cremate the casket and she was able to transport the ashes to her country of origin it was very easy for her the other situation was that a couple's uh, they lost their son in an automobile accident and he was buried and it just so happened in the same cemetery. We had his body disinterred because they were now returning to their state of origin which was I believe Ohio and they uh, the parents they were both the couple were planning to be buried in their family plots with their parents in Ohio and they wanted to have their son with them and it was uh, much easier to disinter the body, cremate the uh, casket, and then they took the ashes with them because they were leaving California permanently. It was just, um, it was very easy to do because they were choosing to cremate the remains uh, for transporting. And it was just two instances that just so happened to happen within about a 30-day window. Those are excellent examples. Uh, well, it looks like our time together is is up. Um, again, uh, I want to thank you very much for uh, spending uh, this time with us here today. Uh, 
Gary, as I had mentioned earlier, Gary Moore is a uh, licensed funeral director, FDR-965, and the owner of Moore's Mission Funeral Home, FD-873 in Concord, California. Uh, you can get his contact information and website information from our website, which is funeralfact.com. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, please leave a review on iTunes uh, or in the Google Play Store, as well as you can subscribe to uh, the podcast so you'll get every new episode delivered to your device, either in the iTunes Store or in the Google Play Music Store. So until next time, this is Jeff Casper wishing you good night and good luck. Proceeding broadcast is copyright 2017 Casper Media. All rights reserved.